0: We are closing out Season 2 today with just a final kind of wrap-up episode so that we can know what to expect from Season 3 and go over some points that we hit in Season 2. So, going over our episodes, it it looks like one of the biggest sort of changes from Season 1 was an increased focus on relationships, So, you know, dealing with toxic family members, pregnancy, divorce, breakups, Um, really, I I think a focus on all relationships and somewhat in particular romantic relationships. Um, where what points do you want to highlight from that?
1: It's interesting to think about the way way we started and the way we thought about um, this podcast and thinking about like, okay how do we help one person, our loved one who has a mental illness? So it's still focused on that like one person and everyone around them. And I think we naturally kind of gravitated to the idea of like, okay, how do, how do two people come together? How do two Mm -hmm. people break apart? How do two people make a family? Right. And so in my mind, we've been talking a lot more about this, like about the duo by the dynamic and what brings Mm -hmm. people together. And sometimes even how that in itself could be the mental illness, right? Like mm-hmm. we have like commitment issues, right? If there's no one person that has a disorder, it's like the fit between two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I know that you and I have been kind of grappling with these questions ourselves. We got a lot of requests from, from you guys about um, these topics, but I think because, you know, speaking for myself, I went through the divorce, you know, had that episode, got pregnant, during a time when I just never thought that would happen. And then, yeah, and probably a lot of people out there too, um, you know, we we kind of come into this idea of making a family of relationships as though there's like this real like logic behind it or like hoping mm-hmm. there's this logic behind it. There's the, uh, the who's Mr. Right? Who's Mrs. Right? How do you know when there's a right relationship? I mean, I'm getting a lot of those like clickbait, you know, social media articles on that. Like, how do you know if you're in a toxic relationship? Um, and we really want those simple, simple answers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when's a deal breaker? When to marry? When to not? How to have a child? What's the best way to do it? And there <laughs> there really isn't. I think through our, our episodes, we really delved into a lot of the research and a lot of just like our own, um, our own lives and our own <laughs> lessons. And it's just that there really isn't – I'm sorry to say this, I'm sorry to say this at the end, there really isn't like a clear answer. There's so many things that I thought I can just control, like when to have a baby, how to pick the right guy, and things just happened in ways that I never expected. And it's a lot more of like the trusting your gut kind of thing. But also at the same time, from a psychological perspective, there's like, there's some simple things too that, you know, I think people overlook, like, what do you come in with in terms of your baggage, in terms of your – the way that you grew up learning what love is and mm-hmm. um, how is that helpful for you and how is that not helpful for you, right? And then you meet another person who their relationship blueprint or baggage matches yours and sometimes like really healthy way and sometimes in a not healthy way, right? Like <laughs> I feel like relationships are like – we can be each other's um, – uh kryptonite, right? We like get yeah. we get into this really sensitive uh vulnerable, sometimes out of control place and I th- I feel like that's why it's so relevant to mental health the way we talk about it.
0: Yeah, I think one kind of area of interest for me is Along with what you're saying, you know, when do you have an unhealthy dynamic that isn't just due to one of the partners having narcissistic personality disorder or something? Because it feels like we often talk about that in terms of personality disorders, but in reality, you can have two very nice people who just cannot make it work. They can't make the dynamic healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and I have a lot of questions along those lines, um, you know, when when to trust friends and family, um, Mm -hmm. for, for, uh, about, you know, your romantic decisions, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, when to trust your heart over your head or vice versa, um, ways to communicate better. I am, you know, I'm interested in partnerships with, Um, all sorts of disorders as well. I'm thinking, you know, specifically relevant to me is um, a partnership with somebody who has Asperger's or, um, you know, which we now call high functioning autism. I also know, I mean, the next chapter in your life is parenthood and we haven't done anything on parenting yet. So I think we've got a whole host of, of opportunities to talk about parenting challenges, parenting different kinds of kids um, maintaining a marriage while you're in the new parent.
1: Yeah. I think maybe w- the questions that I have been mulling over as I go through all of this, like f- starting a family process is, um, like how do we cope with our demons that come up or I want to, I, I want to know a better word for this. Um, not like baggage, that. old, old childhood experiences or like uh-huh. our blueprints. right? Um, it's funny because I just I just talked to someone who has a two year old and and she told me she was like watch out what, the first year of having a baby, your old stuff really comes up like how you mm-hmm. were parented what you liked and what you didn't like, um, and I feel like that's that's happened all throughout this whole process like getting married getting divorced, so, uh, going through infertility right all these all these moments are times when all of my old stuff has come up and it it is relevant to mental health because i can look at it in isolation like oh i've been anxious before like i've been anxious at work and that's a me thing and that's just a kibby trying to cope with her own life um but i've learned a lot more about like what drives anxiety through relationships right Mm -hmm. like through seeing that I feel so guilt ridden that I'm not doing enough, I tend to overcompensate and then I get overwhelmed. And that's what drives my anxiety, which Mm -hmm. ultimately is what I did wrong in my marriage. Right. And then it's going to come up when I have a kid, maybe right. Like (laughs) the feeling of needing to compensate and maybe getting resentful of my partner or myself or anyone for not doing enough. Right. That's all going to come up. So I feel like if anything, the season has taught me that relationships are so much more central to mental health than even when we first started this. This podcast, with <laughs> that in mind, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like how my mom loved me right? mm-hmm. <laughs> spills out to all of these different topics, and um, yeah, and I'm and I I have similar questions too of like when to know when you're doing the right thing when are you doing thing that's right for me versus what someone else tells me is right right like I'm yeah you get so much advice for like who to marry how to parent your kid how to breastfeed I haven't even started and I've gotten like advice and how do you parse apart like what's healthy and what's not I think that's Mm -hmm. that's a really hard thing to try to figure out
0: Yeah. I will say one of the things I liked about this season was that we really tried to give people some concrete skills, um, going over cognitive restructuring and behavioral, um, behavioral change through, through opposite action, um, and mindfulness. So I felt like because it can be, sometimes it can feel kind of helpless to just talk about yeah. the problems without offering much in the way of solutions. So I hope people checked out those episodes uh, because it's it's literally what we do in therapy. Um, but I, I mean, I agree with you is that so many, there's just, I mean, it's an onion peeling thing. There's, there, anxiety is not a simple thing. There are so many complex dynamics that are so personal and specific if I try to give you... Well, I would never try to give you advice on raising a baby. But um, if somebody who had one gave you advice on raising a baby, they would be missing all the specifics of how your mother raised you um, and the anxiety yeah. coming specifically from your upbringing. Yeah. Um, and so I hope we've we've made our ep- episodes sort of adaptable. Yeah.
1: To everyone. Yeah, and I think that... Um, maybe what I'm thinking about is that there's there's parts of the way we normally look at relationships and mental health that feel really out of control and some that feel really in our control. And I think that we met, we mix those up. For example, um, how we, how we relate to someone else. How, how, how are we attract? We, you know, we talked about attraction. We talked about commitment issues. We talked about, you know, what makes a healthy relationship or what doesn't and um and emotions right like we covered all these emotions and a lot of those things really do feel like some for some people like i don't even want to talk about it because it does feel like something that you're born with and there's nothing you to change it right like this is like a Mm -hmm. kind of old psychodynamic theory sometimes it's like you have this like childhood trauma or you're parents never loved you or whatever. And then that's kind of what you're grappling with. That's who you are, right? We kind of identify with that. Sometimes I have anger issues. I'm jealous. I have commitment issues. Um, And we purposely did put in a lot of those skills because um, CBT does give us the tools to be like, okay, yeah, those are all like, things that we come in with but these are all behaviors, right? These are all things that we do. And there's all these things that we can do to change them in, in ways that are in line with our values. So I hope that we offer, you know, some hope about, you know, that these things that you can work on, you actually can get better at, like we can get better at relationships, and we can Mm -hmm. get better at feeling and expressing our emotions. Uh, So that was something that I learned a lot from this season.
0: I, I have to admit even recording this episode I I'm, I'm finding it hard today hard to focus um, my head is just kind of a massive confusion um, you know I shared on Instagram that I've been having a really hard time and yeah it's just been it's been really really rough. Um, my relationship has been going through a very hard time and um, I guess I guess, just all these questions are kind of coming up about when do you know if something is right? Um, what's the impact of the pressure of a wedding? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you know when to keep fighting or how to keep fighting?
1: What does I mean? I totally sympathize because I I was where you were only like a year ago, so I remember what that feels like. I I don't know how you feel, but I remember yeah. feeling like that panic the, it's just a, a a ton of emotions, right? Like this, you're like, I love this person. And there's this thing that gets in the way that can we get through it? Is this mm-hmm. right? Is this wrong? I don't even know what I'm feeling. I don't even know what I want. Who am I? Right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is this total upheaval. And even the relationships that work out and are, you know, eventually, um, you know, you make a family with, this is kind of a natural process that I feel like people blow over a lot because it's just like, ah, Instagram, like people just find the one and we're Mm -hmm. all happy. But it, 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 in my experience has never been like that. But (laughs) what is, what is this confusion felt like in you? Like right now, what is, what's jumbling around?
0: Oh, I mean, I've made certain decisions and there's just a lot of doubt about those decisions. it's, You know, I I said the head and the heart thing earlier. You know, my brain telling me one thing, my heart telling me something else. Thinking, do I keep fighting? Um, Thinking, what do you do when it's two good people, but there's a mental health issue Mm -hmm. um, or a neurodiversity issue? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, what do you do when friends and family are, are very persuasive and, um, you know, have very strong opinions. (sighs) And, I don't know, it's just, it's just all very, very, very confusing. Mm -hmm.
1: What emotions are you having
0: during this process? Um, if, you know, a few days ago it was like, kind of panic and feeling like, I, hadn't, like, I had this kind of unbearable pain and I had no place to put it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he and I were kind of clinging to each other like life rafts a little bit mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. were the only kind of vestibules for that pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes feeling kind of dead inside, kind of numb. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else. Just confusion feeling like things are one way and then they're another way five seconds later mm-hmm. and anxiety about the future yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah relationships are one of those areas where you have all these messages like it's it's really it really is about like love, right? Just like mm-hmm. it's a decision made on emotion, really. <laughs> like what's right? What's what is, does it does it feel right? Do you feel in love? Those are all just such visceral, ineffable emotions. Yeah. And then you are going with you're going through something that I was going through which is just like, wait a minute. I feel that. I feel that so strongly and there's all these other things going on that contradict that Yeah, and we want an answer we want to know we want to know we want i want a buzzfeed article that's just like mm-hmm. this is the exact emotion you should feel <laughs> <laughs> and these are the exact circumstances and this is the exact number of friends that need to say this and that for you to yeah. know that this is right and we're <laughs> we we do not have that which is so frustrating
0: yeah there's also this sense of like Am I accepting enough responsibility? Am Mm -hmm. I admitting to enough wrongdoing? Am I tormenting this person? Am I, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, what is my role in this? Mm -hmm. It can be so hard to see sometimes because it's in relation to another person, you know. So uh, is the way I'm acting in response to the way he's acting? Or is Mm -hmm. it this is just characteristic of me? Um,
1: Yeah. And I I like how you described it, that we had an episode of narcissistic personality disorder in season one. That's just like, what to do if you're in love with a narcissist, mm-hmm. leave, but that, but then, right, leave or <laughs> confront them about how terrible they are. But there was really seeing it one way. That's how you, we often see it when there's a problem, right? They are an asshole. They are yeah. doing wrong. They are making me miserable, but it really is a dance between two people, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're bringing your stuff. It's triggering their stuff, which is triggering your stuff. And it's, this back and forth dance. And, the relationships we create are this unique combination, a synthesis of our two stuff. So, ugh, I mean, I just, I have no wisdom or simple answers <laughs> for you. I just have sympathy and <laughs> remembering what that feels like.
0: Mm-hmm. So anyway, those are some questions <laughs> we'll be answering. <laughs> <in season three. laughs>
1: Was there anything about relation about relationships? relationships in your own in this past year that you've learned or things that kind of surprised you or ways that you thinking about it now that's different than like before your before even the season or before your relationship
0: I mean I think I've been thinking about a lot of like managing my own anxiety within relationships so you know thinking about like the ROCD and commitment issues and how I've kind of worked through that mm-hmm. um, this is the first time I've ever had a real relationship and yeah. so I'm a bit of an amateur although I guess a little less so now <laughs> um, um, what have I learned <laughs> I mean I've learned that that, that the, the dynamics of the relationship are really important it's not about is this person good or bad um it's like can you manage conflict in a healthy way um and what are ways to do that um you know it's about like do your values link up like all of these things are kind of obvious but i think it can be really hard to learn until you're already in love because you might not have conflict until you're already in love mm mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you you might not have talked about how you would parent if you're already in love or Mm -hmm. you haven't met each other's families until you're already like you know what i mean you haven't necessarily engaged in a serious way with each other's friends so it's so painful because your feelings can be there um and then Mm -hmm. and then you find incompatibilities and then you have to try to resolve them
1: yeah but in when we first became friends, I remember you were saying that you, what you really valued and loved about relationships or what you imagine love to be like is this, um, almost fantastical sweep, you know, that's infatuation sweeping off your feet, um, sure. adventurous, like, you know, that whole exciting, you, you, I remember you were, you always said that you like chase the adventure, right? You chase the excitement of it. Mm-hmm. What, did you learn about now about what your values are like even through this conflict or these confusion you do, we do learn like, Oh, this is actually super important for me for a family or a partner or myself. Like, do you, did you have any?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm not chasing novelty to nearly the degree that I was before. Um, and I've learned that there's a lot of peace (laughs) and enjoyment in stability. Um, and planting roots mm-hmm. And so I'm much more interested in that now um, And I'm really kind of allergic to men who aren't Who are still kind of exploring themselves To, to, to a degree that prohibits real stability Interesting, yeah Yeah um, And and yeah, I mean I think Realizing that you can love someone super hard Even if it doesn't feel like infatuation every day <laughs> It's fine, and that's how, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to not not measure the love by the amount of passion it elicits. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I definitely learned that from my marriage too.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm
1: yeah i I learned so much about how i mean you could kind of guess this from my personality, but how how much reliability and honesty and I think mm-hmm. that honesty is something that I really learned about in this relationship and you know my relationship experiences where it's not something I would think about, but I really value when someone is honest about who they are mm-hmm. um, and I don't just mean they need to know exactly who they are. But I just mean like, I think that the, the thing that really bothered me was like, I thought I just wanted someone who was with me no matter what, who would never leave Mm me. Um, and so like that faithfulness and also that passion, those were the things that, you know, drew me into the marriage. But, um, to know to to talk about the val- what you guys value or talk about like what he cares about or what he'll do or what he'll contribute or his sense of responsibility yeah. and then not see that follow through um that was the mm-hmm. thing that drove me the nuts the most is and then i and i really learned from that i need someone who shows up and is, is who they say they are um is yeah. reliable in that way um and that does take us a maturity that does take about knowing about yourself um but, yeah, this honesty of self was something that I realized yeah. that I really value. And I want, and that's the thing that I wanted to share with my kids. I think that I was like, I don't care if I have a really fun dad for my kids or a really passionate or warm. I want someone who's like, I'm going mm-hmm. to show up and I'm going to say I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up. And I know mm-hmm. that he will. Right. Like, I want that for my kids. I want my kids to learn that quality as well.
0: Yeah. Well, that is one thing I actually feel like I... I've had (laughs) in Mm -hmm. my relationship Mm -hmm. um yeah a bit of a down and out episode but I guess this is a mental health podcast
1: (laughs) well I know that uh, something that you were also grappling with was how do I how am I in a relationship with someone who has um uh, who's on the spectrum and then how Mm -hmm. I know that you were also talking about your own ADHD symptoms like how do how do all those play out in a relationship like what have you learned about that
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's been one of our biggest challenges. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting because he and I really kind of make up for the deficits in each other. I mean, he's so anti ADHD and I'm so anti autism. I don't mean like disapproving of autism, (laughs) but you know, I'm like not at all on the spectrum.
1: You're very socially skilled. And sometimes he, um, takes a minute to kind of learn what, what those are.
0: Yeah. Um, And I I think the number one thing you need is a willingness to learn from the other partner and to accept, you know, that you are disabled in some particular way. Um, Like I definitely have a focusing disability. Um, And and I, I think it can be really hard when either partner is like ashamed of their own problem are their own disorder and they don't want it pointed out, they don't want it touched. Um, and the dynamics around that can be really complex because it, it can change by the day, sometimes we're really accepting of it, other times be really ashamed. It can depend on the context. Um, and it can be, I don't know, it can just be hard to point out somebody else's blind spot. So I think this happens... You know, no matter where the disorders <laughs> link up, like whether it's ADHD and Asperger's or OCT and, um, I don't know, avoidant personality disorder, like it, it, there, there are so many just, and, and really it just means that it's just two people who have their own struggles.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and I, same theme as what we've always have been saying, there's no such thing as right and wrong. Mm-hmm. People come together because they complement each other. Mm-hmm. My ex and I got together because I'm super, type a and manage things and he was not right. Mm-hmm. And so we worked together there and there's different things about me and my current partner, Alex, like I make decisions really fast and he does it really slowly. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that if you're complimentary, it's right or wrong. But yeah. I, I like what you're saying that it's about the awareness of it and how do we make the, that, those complimentary qualities work so that we both move forward in um, a life that we both value yeah i I mean i mean it
0: feels like overall it's does the person love and accept Mm themselves and therefore are they driven by shame or ego or are they driven by oh okay i fundamentally respect myself and so i'm willing to accept feedback change and i'm not saying i'm great at that at all um but i think it's really hard when you know you're dealing with somebody in self-protective mode who just Mm -hmm. wants to kind of shield themselves right from everything and so yeah i I think really at the the core it's like how do we how do we respect ourselves right and
1: each other right we talked about how Mm -hmm. contempt and defensiveness is you know the things that break people apart so it's the opposite mutual respect friendship and working together self-awareness and all those things yeah
0: absolutely well i hope you all enjoyed our very personal wrap-up episode (laughs) i think we'll be back after maternity leave and i know we've already got some awesome guests lined up so we will see you then By accessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the hosts of this podcast make no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast and any and all content or services available on or through this podcast are provided for general, non-commercial informational purposes only, and do not constitute the practice of medical or any other professional judgment, advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and should not be considered or used as a substitute for the independent professional judgment, advice, diagnosis, or treatment of a duly licensed and qualified healthcare provider. In case of a medical emergency, you should immediately call 911. The hosts do not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.